0: Hello listeners and welcome to PI Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Private Investigation and Surveillance Agency. My name's Darren and welcome to episode 5. listeners and welcome to episode 5 of the PI podcast. Today it's the 16th of September 2020. Firstly we're going to have a little bit of an update, look into the jobs and work we've been undertaking recently and then we'll look at some frequently asked questions that have come in from the public via social media and email. Then we're going to talk a little bit about fraud and how we can help businesses deal with fraud and then we'll look a little bit into background checks and how they can help. So once again, welcome to episode five. My name's Darren and let's get started. So what a couple of months it has been. I am so sorry. I am a bit late with this one. So I was going to get this out uh, sort of end of August. Uh, We're now two weeks uh, or so into September. Uh, So yeah, apologies for uh, this one running a little bit late. But it has been busy and um, we've been uh, busy doing lots and lots of different things so we've had some process serving in uh, around the Cumbria area Um so quite a few uh, bits of uh, bits of them coming in so uh, yeah the yeah, process serving um, so serving lots of documents court documents and uh, non molestation orders and child protection uh, orders as well Uh, That's been a few in Kendal and a few uh, around the rest of the Lake Districts. There's been plenty uh, of process serving um, coming in there for different uh, companies that we've uh, been approached by uh, and solicitors uh, that have the process serving uh, need doing as well. Uh, So, yeah, we've been busy with that. Um, Also, what else we've been busy with? We've been busy with some surveillance work, lots of surveillance work, again, around Cumbria. Some in Kendal. Some around Workington, lots in Barrowing Furnace and as well in Coniston, um in the in the lakes. Um so some of the surveillance jobs we've been undertaking recently have been there's been some big ones, so some fraud uh, cases as well that were working um uh, in Cumbria, around the Workington area. So some fraud cases there. So some been interesting stuff where we've had to um sort of follow the subject uh, and gather the evidence write up the reports to send to the clients so that one was um, mainly a bit of uh, insurance fraud if you like a bit of insurance fraud going on there Uh, so we've been that's a current job that we are doing so that's uh, sort of an ongoing thing at the minute i think it's coming towards a bit of an end for that one um also one in Barra in Furness mainly for a, a business um, so that's an ongoing one as well so we've been doing that for a client uh, of a business firm as well in Barra uh, so that one's been again gathering the evidence uh, and trying to find locate a person um, and gathering the information that we need to give to our client to support their case. Um, One in Coniston a bit of a matrimonial um, again cheating partner so that one went on for for a day um, which also included getting um, a trace on a person uh, so we conducted a trace for the client to to see who this person was with the husband um, so we had a, a um a husband meeting a female um in the late district uh, so we had to uh, sort of get the surveillance going on that. Uh, we followed the p- people around. So we followed the subject and this unknown female. So that they were together, Um, there was uh, some cheating going on there. Um, so we managed to get that evidence for our client, which was really successful. Um, and then we uh, obviously did a trace on, on the property where the uh, the subject ended up so we managed to get uh, that trace uh, done as well and successfully locate uh, that person so yeah a busy busy uh, few months um we've witness statements as well we've been carrying out witness statements uh, for solicitors um again for some um rta some road traffic accident that's uh, been taking place other witness statements as well. I'm not going to mention the different solicitors that we work for, so it's confidential. Uh, but, yeah, work undertaken for, for solicitors um, on a few different tasks. Witness statements, process serving, as I've mentioned, uh, and some surveillance as well. Uh, so, yeah, lot, lots lot been going on around the Lake District. We've had a couple of jobs as well that have been going on outside of Cumbria um, in the Manchester area. Uh, recent ones coming up in Leeds um so yeah working throughout the care, uh working throughout the country uh, on different cases um where which is really good so I've been keeping busy so that's the uh, reason I'm a little bit late with this um with this podcast um so yeah plenty been going on Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit of an update of what we've been doing uh, throughout Cumbria, throughout the UK. So if you've got any questions on any of the stuff we've been uh, talking about um, just uh, on this update. So surveillance, witness statements, process serving, um, the traces, background checks. If you need any of this uh, doing or you need help uh, with any of this to locate someone. If you need surveillance on anyone or you need documents serving or a witness statement um, doing, then please get in touch with us. Uh, all our information is on our website. Uh, you can look on there, uh, www.privateinvestigators.uk. Um, you can have a look on there, different things that we do, uh, or email me, and uh, if you've got any questions, I'm happy to, to answer them. Okay, we're going to move on next and answer some frequently asked questions that have just recently come in. Um, So, yep, let's get started with that. Okay, so frequently asked questions. Um, I've had five or six of these that have come in recently um, over social media and email. Uh, So I've picked a couple out, uh, so we'll get straight into these and uh, try and uh, get these answered. Um, So the first one interesting one um do you enjoy your work okay so yeah i do of course i do i think it's um it's a fulfilling job um so my first sort of experience uh, as many of you may know um that have listened to my podcast before um my work sort of of um not private investigation as such but um of observation if you like started in the military um, where I did a couple of COP courses, the close observation platoon. I was part of that in Northern Ireland. Um, uh, so we we left Ireland to to take part and uh, do the COP course, the close observation platoon, uh, and then came a part of that. Um, and we learned all about how to use cameras, um, you know, in different settings and how we can get uh, good uh, photography at night in low light. So, yeah, it started off uh, really in, in the army for me. Um, and then I did the brigade surveillance course um, not long after that. Uh, and then we deployed out to Iraq to, to, to conduct surveillance uh, tasks out in Iraq as well. Again, very interesting, very good work. We we learnt a lot uh, along our way as well, but also did uh, some good courses in the military to... Uh, establish a good background and um, insight into how to conduct surveillance uh, properly. As uh, as small teams, um, we did a lot of work, like I say, in Northern Ireland, Iraq, uh, Iraq especially, um, where we conducted a lot of a lot of this type of work. Uh, so yeah, it's always been sort of uh, a loved sort of job for me. Um, uh, obviously, after leaving the army, I, I didn't do so much as uh, any more on the observational surveillance. I went into fitness side of things, um, opened gyms and, and uh, did a lot of uh, in fitness instructing. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy uh, that work uh, as well in the military. And then, obviously, um, recently over the last few years, uh, I took an interest again into the surveillance side. But didn't think there was much work i think i don't think a lot of people do think there's much work going on in the surveillance side of things or being a private investigator in the uk um i think it's more heard about in america um um, because it's it's been around in america uh, for for a very long time uh, and uh, not so much over in the uk but it is it is massive over in the uk it's um not known to many people like I say, but um I think it's becoming more and more known with things that are going on some uh, serious fraud cases, and people use private investigators to um you know get the information they need on on different fraud cases as well so yeah, I yeah, did a a course um into surveillance um uh, going back last year to gain a little bit more knowledge of how how it's conducted within the civilian um, part of things because obviously a lot of mine was in the military um, so with the, doing it out uh, in the civilian world as you like it's you need to know a lot more about the, the laws and how to conduct surveillance properly and what you can do, what you can't do yeah, so I enjoy the job. It's absolutely fantastic. It's getting really busy for me, um, getting to work with different people all over Cumbria and in the UK as well. So, yeah, the answer to that, do I enjoy my work? I absolutely enjoy it. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, and I hope this goes on uh, for a long time. Um, So, OK, straight into question two. Oh, Thank you for that one, by the way. That was a great question, but thank you for um bringing that one into us uh, uh, we'll get straight onto question 2 then so have you ever felt unsafe okay so i'm guessing it, it's a short question that's coming there have you f- ever felt unsafe so ever felt unsafe on the job um, going back to the military days yes definitely there's been times where it's been we felt very unsafe, unsafe but your training kicks in and uh, you you just sort of get your head into the job uh, what you've got at the time and uh, you know you just crack on and get the information uh, and the evidence that you need and get back to camp with that evidence uh, to to your ops officer Um. but yeah it was definitely definitely times where we felt unsafe where we we're doing a lot of the stuff at night undercover of darkness uh, so we'd go out at night and Get the information that we needed in our small teams within the military um have i ever felt unsafe in the job as a pi recently after i've left the the military and done it on uh, as as a civilian um no not really not not yet um there hasn't been such a a case where i've uh, i've felt unsafe um there is always that element where you could you sometimes um, you know, sometimes if you pick up a job from another agency, uh, you might not know fully uh, who the person is that you're following. But you could do so much research and look into the person that you are um, following or the subject that you are following, um, and and get as much information about this uh, the subject that you are looking at. Um, you know, so you do feel a little bit safer because you know more about that subject that you're following. But no, I know other PIs that have been on, on jobs that they've said that they, they feel a little bit unsafe on. But again, it's a lot, it's all covert work. So as long as you're staying covert and you're not seen by your subject, um, which again hasn't happened with me, um, you know, you can feel pretty safe doing doing the job. But Again, th- th- there is always times I suppose will pop up where you feel a little bit unsafe, especially when you're first coming into the industry uh, and you're you feeling a little bit unsafe when you have to maybe put a tracker on someone's car, or you have to follow someone so closely um, and remain sort of covert while you're doing the job. But me, particularly, no. So the answer to that that question: Have you ever felt unsafe? Uh, you know, whilst doing doing my job um in this recent day um doing working as a pi is no to that to that question so there are a couple that i did pick out so again thank you very much for sending them in to me um if you've got any more questions as well you'd like to ask me uh, please send them in again my email address is on our website it's also uh, on these podcasts uh, in the description so just email your questions through to me and I'll try and answer, answer them in the next podcast that are coming up as well. But uh, thank you very much for the questions. They're always great. Keep them coming in um, and we'll get on to the next uh, bit of this podcast. So thank you. And uh, let's get straight into the next uh, part. Okay, so we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, well, let's go first of all, a little bit about background checks because we've been doing quite a few of these recently. Um, So again, I've talked about in the past where we can do background checks, say for instance, for a a estate agent. Um, So they might approach us uh, and say that we've got a a client that needs to know a little bit about um, a tenant that's going into a property uh, they want to know the background, so we can do a background check on this person, find out a little bit about them, um, uh, and look into them a little bit more. So that's a little bit of uh, something we can we can do. There's lots of ways we can help. So the main thing I want to get across here is with background checks that, uh, and and even traces. So if you want to trace a person, maybe because they've been in your property, they've left and they they haven't paid. You up to date, and you need to find them uh, to try and get money off them. We can also do a trace and try and locate the the uh, the tenant that's uh, that's fled as well. And so there's lots we can do there, and with the background checks as well, uh, we can get um, information on people before you take them on as a tenant. So it's really good if you're estate agents and you've got clients, or even if you are a landlord and you need a little bit of information directly. Get in touch with us. Uh, And we can talk you through the process of of what you can do and what sort of checks we can do to maybe help you uh, as well. Um, So we're going to go on to a little bit about fraud and fraud in business as well. So, again, fraud fraud in business is usually what we see is uh, maybe someone off sick from work uh, and they go and they have a second job and maybe the, the... the person that employs this person has got suspicions that this person is off work um, and they they're they on um sick leave uh for a, for for some reason, uh but they've got um a bit of information that's come across to say that person is working somewhere else. So without we can help businesses uh, um, you know, deal with these situations where we can put surveillance on this person. Uh, to find out whether they are committing the fraud um, and follow them and get the footage um, to back this up as well. So for instance, if you've got a business and you suspect one of your um, employees uh, are committing fraud and they've got a second job, but they're saying that they're actually on the sick um, in your business, you know we can uh, then help with that uh, in, in many different ways. Always think outside the box because, again, I know there's lots of, like I said before, uh, there's people that don't fully understand how private investigators can actually help um, in some situations. Um, but please look into it, look it up, um, Google about, um, you know, put into Google about private investigators and the different things uh, they, they can help with. You can go onto our website as well and there's, there's a list on there of actually where we can help Um, within different fraud cases what we can do the surveillance that we can do the background checks that we can help out with even tracing someone uh, if you need to find uh, a person um, we can help with with that as well but yeah if you've you've come across that anything that you're struggling with within your business there's money going missing uh, or you've got employees that um, that you think they're working second jobs and we can find out for you Uh, please get in touch with us also, um, because this is happening um, all the time. Um, So, yeah, please look into it, get in touch with us, even if you want a little bit of information. um, Contact us, call me, and we'll be able to go through these different things with you. No obligations. Um, You can get in touch with us and ask for a little bit of advice, um, and and we can help you with with that as well, Um, because sometimes it can be quite confusing Of how you can actually get this information but that's our job that's what we can do we can help you with it Uh, so yeah please um, give us a call and we'll give you that information we'll help you along and step by step we can guide you and if you think this is going on uh, within your business or even if you know someone if you know someone that's got a business or you know someone that's dealing with fraud uh, whether it's fraud within business insurance fraud benefit fraud um and also any other fraud that you think could be going on you want information on it or we you think that we can help in any way get in touch get in touch we'll advise uh you with the next step and what you can do so yeah a little bit about the frauds in in businesses mainly there but we're going to go on to a little bit something different now because obviously with the 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 covid 19 that's going around at the minute i'm gonna talk a little bit now about what to watch out for because of the covid 19 all right so we're going to look a little bit about the fraud and the scams that have been going on within uh, the the coronavirus all right so we're going to go and talk a little bit about this now Uh, in the next stage okay well let's get straight into that then Uh, so covid19 and the scams that are about okay so yes there has a lot been going on Uh, there's been reports of different i don't know you yourselves if you've had some sort of text message or some call um stating that you're entitled to some money or something because of the uh, the the coronavirus uh, that's going on at the minute so look this up google it make sure that when you get a text uh, an email or anything like that before you start clicking on emails and opening uh opening opening them um have a look google you can go to there's a good site actually the ofcom site Um, different sites that you can go to the government websites as well and and you can find out a little bit about more a little bit about these scams that are going on um, in more detail Um, so I'm just on the website at the moment um, which is an Ofcom website um, and I'm just going through this um, call that they're receiving a lot of reports uh, from scams of calls and texts that are related to coronavirus So it says here, scammers are calling um, home phones and sending text messages to mobile phones, which contain misinformation or could leave you out of pocket if you fall victim. Especially the target in the the elderly uh, as well. Um, So, you know, make sure that we're uh, looking after our elderly uh, people and family uh, and making sure they're not getting um, these calls and responding to them. Um, as well, um, so scams texts and uh, what you're looking for. So if you go onto the Ofcom website, there's actually some really good examples of what the texts look like or what these websites look like, and how you can look out for them. So that's the Ofcom website, and there's descriptions on there as well. Nice little diagrams. So if you if you have a text like this come up, um, you know you know that these are not not real. Um, so yeah it says here that texts often include links or attachments which can, can't be trusted uh, and it says just don't click on them um, and then you've got the examples. so you've got an example one here it's sent in a text it says urgent government has issued a payment of £458 to all residents as part of the promise to battle covid19 and then it's got a link on there to a website and it takes you to what looks like um the gov.uk website but it is not so if you're getting texts through like that or you see anything like that do not click on these links and put your details into these websites always look and go on to um the proper government website google it yourself or call them and make sure that you're going on to um the, the proper website don't ever click through uh, any of these text links all right because they are and there will be scams so there's plenty of that going on at the moment Um, yeah plenty of um things of what they look like and descriptions and diagrams so if you go on to the ofcom website you'll see these descriptions on there um so yeah just be aware of them as well um doorstep stuff as well so just looking through a couple more just clicking through here uh, a little bit more so you've got doorstep ones as well which have been happening so people have been approaching people and saying that they're from cleaning companies and they can do a COVID clean Um uh, especially the elderly. again uh, elderly people have been uh, targeted on this one and they've been paying them cash uh, for them to come in and do this covid clean um but um uh, they they've been taking you know the, the details from elderly people and taking more money out of their bank accounts than what they've actually stated that it would cost uh, so just be aware of that one um online scams um as well uh so email scams to trick people into opening malicious attachments uh, which put people again uh, at risk of identity identity theft, uh, with personal information, passwords, and uh, contacts of bank details, as such, and then they can go on and take uh, more money from you from your bank accounts. There, so just be aware of any uh, online scams as well when you're looking this up. If it sounds, we, we all know the saying, if it sounds too good to be true, and uh, then it probably is. Um, telephone scams as well. There's more p- people. This was going on firstly when when the coronavirus first started back in sort of February, March time. Uh, There's um, talking about people self-isolating at home. But again, if you are self-isolating at home, or you've got elderly um, people within your family, just be again aware of telephone scams, um, inco- in- including. Um, Criminal um, people trying to access your bank or mortgage lenders, as well. Uh, Sometimes these utility companies they can act as anything. So just be aware of people ringing you up offering you these things. Um, There's also the donation scam that's been going on. Um, There've been lots of reports of thieves um, extorting money from consumers. By claiming they are collecting donations for COVID-19 vaccine, so if someone's knocking at your door and they're asking for donations towards the vaccines, or the um, they're looking into um, producing these vaccines, uh, or they're looking for money to support the, the the science into the vaccines, don't give them money, all right? Because they're not organisations that are going around doing this, um, so just don't don't be handing your money over. Uh, there as, as well um so yeah, lots lots of different things going on um with the coronavirus um, uh, as well, so Just be aware of them. um there's also one where they're knocking at the doors and They're, they're saying that they they're selling these Testing kits. Okay, so again, just be be aware of that If you're going to go and get a testing kit make sure that you go to um and ring the nhs or go to the you know a reputable company that will give you these um uh, properly do if someone's coming knocking at your door saying that we're selling coronavirus uh, testing kits just be aware because they, they, they will be um they'll be not real okay so again so just be just be aware of that so just um yeah a bit of advice there but make sure you go and look on the government websites for the 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 real thing um like i said the ofcom website has got great diagrams on there and great advice where you can actually see so if you're getting these these things coming through on your mobiles and emails don't jump into it don't press on the links and don't put your your personal information because there is lots of fraud going on around the coronavirus and the scams there as well so just look on the proper websites and be aware as well if you've got elderly in the in your family make sure they're not falling for these scams as well Um, talk to them about it if any of these text messages come through to their mobile phones or someone comes knocking at the door just warn them just to say no or oh i'll think about it and and then close the door or just don't answer the text messages or emails all right. So protect your family as well, guys. All right. Because there's lots and lots going on. All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to put that out there. Make sure people are aware. Um, and uh, if you've got any information at all about these things um, and it's been happening to you, get in touch with me. Let me know if you've got any of these texts, um, you know, it just makes it a little bit more real. Um, email me and say, yeah, I've uh, I've had one of these text messages. Uh, and we can maybe discuss it a little bit further and make sure people um, are aware uh, of these scams as well. Um, or drop us, drop us a text or an email, um, and just let us know what you've um, um, come across uh, as well. Uh, since uh, you know the coronavirus has been about, let us know what you've experienced. If you've had any sort of emails or text messages or something that you find a little bit suspicious, let us know okay all right i want to thank you everyone for joining us on this episode uh, episode five we'll try and get episode six um up by the end of the month if not it'll be the first week or so into into the next month okay so i will say wish you all well keep well keep your heads up keep working hard um hopefully we'll all get back to normal um quicker than what we think Um, with this uh, with this virus going on but yeah if we can help in any way get in touch email me and we'll try and um, advise and point you in the right direction as much as we can okay so have a safe one take care and we'll see you all soon